We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? I'm BJ Kissel. That is Tucker Franklin, and we appreciate you for spending part of your Thursday with us as we are all just counting down the minutes uh, until kickoff between between the Chiefs and Chargers tonight at Arrowhead Stadium. Home opener. Tucker, how excited are you for this one? I'm incredibly excited. I'm also incredibly excited that I uh, that our job is to kind of talk about this team because I don't know how I could work a regular job <laughs> and have to be productive and not talk about the Chiefs during this time. So that's what we're here to kind of help you get through the work day. Another thing that you can listen to leading up to the home opener, big day, first game on Amazon. Uh, that's a thing, a big thing in itself. I think the Chiefs are really going to put on some uh, theatrics for it from what we've heard from some of the higher-ups in the Chiefs organization. So very excited for what this game holds, uh, not only and for it just to be a big game this early in the season. That's kind of kind of crazy for it to be a week two game and it seems like all eyes are already on this game yeah this is this is one that we circled i mean we talked about this when the schedule came out you know it was early may uh when the schedule came out um that regardless of when it happened you know the chiefs and the chargers with the chargers being the one team uh it felt like in the division despite the fact that all of them made moves we saw the chargers make moves uh we saw or excuse me we saw the broncos and the raiders make moves but the chargers uh with what they did with jc jackson khalil mack re-signing mike williams um you know they were the ones that had the most legitimate shot at stopping the chiefs from winning their seventh straight division title and so whenever the game was going to be scheduled it was going to be the big one and the fact that it's week two the fact that it's the home opener at Arrowhead in prime time, like you mentioned in the first game on Amazon Prime uh, with Kirk Herbstreet, Al Michaels. It'd be really interesting to see and hear those guys together talking football. But um, yeah, this is the one that uh, that you wanted. So we appreciate, again, everybody who's uh, hanging out with us on YouTube. 
this afternoon. Again, we're all just uh, trying to get through the day together. So we appreciate uh, you letting us distract you from doing your day jobs, uh, whatever else you have going on. So shoot us some questions. Uh, let us know where you're watching from, what your plan is for tonight. Let's just hang out for the next 30 minutes or so. Um, this is what we are going to do for today's KCSN update video. And that's presented by our good friend, friends over at DraftKings. And Tucker, I know that DraftKings was very good to you. Last week. They're my they're my really good friends right now, and I, and I can't wait to hop over uh, hop over the border to Kansas tonight to to kind of get some into that action. And you know what, you guys already know if you've been listening to the show that the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas. Just in time for football season, that means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you haven't already downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, do it now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet on anything, that's code KCSN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook gambling problem getting help is your best bet call 1-800-522-4700 must be 21 years or older and physically present in kansas eligibility restrictions apply bonus issued as free bets one early win token at opt-in money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility in terms at draftkings.com slash kansas on behalf of boot hill resort and casino and bj there's some good lines out there for this game today I'm, i'm really liking some of the props the the Casey Laboratory guys talked about some of the kind of the yardage and receiving yep. and receptions yards lines last night for their little talking about the DraftKings stuff. I really like some of these things that, that we got set up here. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about DraftKings. I know we just went through the read, but we've also got the, the DraftKings Daily Fantasy League, which yeah. only has it's only a max of 50 people. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you go down to the YouTube description. If you are uh, somebody who likes Daily Fantasy Sports, we've got a league every week, 50 people max. Our 50 entries max can get in there, uh, just one per person, but uh, it's just $5 to enter that league. I know last week uh, you won, you know, 400 bucks. I finished dead yeah. last and still won like $25 because we didn't max out the signups, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to happen. We've only got seven spots left for this one. So if you're watching this and you want to hang out uh, and talk through, um, you know, talk a little trash, try to beat Tucker because yeah. he's getting a little cocky. Uh, it was daily mm-hmm. fantasy sports, but yeah, the, the lines you're mentioning before we get to the daily fantasy stuff on the sports book side of things, the 54 and a half over under between these two teams, knowing that they both have starting corners that are banged up. I know the chargers like to get after the passer. If anybody caught my conversation yesterday with Brett Coleman, uh, regarding what the chargers like to do defensively running a lot of cover one, a very dangerous thing to do against Patrick Mahomes in this offense. I don't care if Tyree kills not on this team. They still have guys who can run those deep overs, those deep crossers. Um, if you have enough time to let those plays develop, which is why I said Orlando Brown jr. Is the key to this game. If he can give Patrick Mahomes a little bit of time and the chargers continue to run a lot of that single high, uh, that cover one stuff, like, it has the opportunity for the Chiefs to light him up and put some big points on the board if Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa don't just wreck things up front. So the 54 and a half over under is the the one that I look forward to most, but I like doing the single, single game parlays. So I just fit oh, yeah. the other ones that are in there. And I think it's like, you know, three and a half touchdowns for the Chiefs. I'm like, well, yeah, like I'm, yeah. I, I will take that. I'm going to root for success uh, on the offensive side of the ball. It makes it more fun to watch. I'm just taking a look here down at the my DraftKings Sportsbook app. Great app, by the way. I know that like we do get paid to talk about DraftKings, but 
this is a very good app. Um, very good, very easy to use. Uh, the same game parlay is really cool. Like if you want to parlay together, Travis Kelsey being the first touchdown score and Travis Kelsey getting over a uh, hundred yards in this game, you can, and you could probably make yourself some good money. What I thought BJ was interesting, the over under for passing yards for Patrick Mahomes at 20 or 297 and a half is what that uh, over under is set at. I think it's a good line. Justin Herbert's is set at 283 and a half. Um, so I, I do like some of these player props here. I like the over on the Patrick Mahomes. You have to think that this is going to be a big day for him. But going back to your conversation with Brett Coleman yesterday, what I really liked was him talking about, hey, this game might be a little boring at the first couple quarters mm-hmm. because and you can go to our YouTube channel. Got a short on there. But what Brett was talking about, just trying to neutralize, you know, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. It might be a little boring at first, but then the Chiefs offense is really going to blossom kind of after that once they get those tendencies down. And they're going to break those tendencies uh, with some of the play action pass stuff. So excited to see what the Chiefs can do offensively. I don't think that that's really the the big question mark for this game. I think it's going to be more on the Chiefs defensive side of the ball. But yeah, some some great stuff, some good stuff from from DraftKings heading into this game. Yeah, and I'm gonna let's staying on the DraftKings deal. And I know you mentioned if you're on if you know, go to our YouTube channel. We're only streaming to YouTube. So if you're watching this, we know you're on our YouTube channel. So please hit that like and subscribe button if you have not already and turn those notifications on again. We have content, multiple shows that Tucker is running through uh, every single week on the Chiefs side. Uh, The Matt Castle, Matt Hamilton break uh, show, the breakdown uh, that posted yesterday is one of my favorite shows that we do. Uh, We'll fire up the, the Derek Johnson uh, maybe you've heard of that guy. Uh, he's going to help us break down the defense again this year, just like he did last year with Mike DeVito uh, and Craig Stout. And that'll begin next week. Uh, tough on the short week with those guys, but a lot of cool stuff that uh, we've got going on at KC Sports Network. I appreciate all your support. Hitting that like and that subscribe button is free. And uh, make sure you don't miss a lot of content. You show up in the algorithm, you show up on the home screen more often, make sure you don't miss anything. So we appreciate that. But Tucker, let's talk a little bit about the the – the DK, the DraftKings KCSN Daily Fantasy Sports League that we have going on that you did so well last year. Um, I'm not confident in my team that I drafted, you know, with uh, with the money that I had this week. It's just five dollars. Um, if you finish in the top 27 of 50, you get triple your money back at minimum. Like mm-hmm. 27th place gets 15 dollars back. So if you finish in the top half, you're getting your money for anybody who hasn't done this before. Um, like I said, I got my money back last week because. Uh, even though I had an absolutely terrible team and I don't have any confidence in this one, Tucker, because, um, can't put the Thursday game. It's for Sunday games, but, uh, there's no chiefs on this. So I'm not, I'm not feeling good. And I put Derek Carr as my quarterback. Interesting. I don't think my quarterback's much better. I'll be honest with you though. Um, I have Vance Joseph stock just completely tanking after he decided to blitz Patrick Mahomes so much last week. I'm like, I don't know if this guy is, was, is doing what he needs to do to have success for the Arizona Cardinals defense. Yeah. So games in Vegas, hoping he puts up some points. And then I got Saquon Barkley, Michael Carter as my mm. running back. So I'm, I might just copy your team and just change like two guys. Cause that seems like a better strategy for me. Yeah. I, I remember last week you were looking over, you're like, wait, how did I finish last? I had Patrick Mahomes. I had Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and then I was like, no, BJ, that was my team. Like that, like, you were looking at my team. it makes sense why you won. I was like, that's a good team, Tucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I thought I found it kind of hard this week. It is just the Sunday noon and afternoon games. So it's just that little stretch there. You don't get the Sunday night game. You don't get the Monday night game. You don't get the Thursday night game. So all the games that are the single time slot, you don't get. Um, I went with Carson Wentz as my quarterback. Hear me out. 
It's because he's playing the Detroit Lions. He's, he's playing fancy wise. He was pretty good last week, actually. I played against him in my league, and I yeah. lost my regular league with my buddies. It's not good. He didn't anymore. look. He didn't look too bad. He didn't really look too bad. Um, so maybe that can work. I've got. I've got Saquon. Uh, you got. You've got to try to hit one of those high ticket items. You got to get one of those big ticket players in there, and then kind of work around it. That's yeah. kind of how I how I build my league. Is like, okay, who do I think will really go off? And I like select those players. Uh, Saquon going against Carolina. That's what I look at a lot. Is like, who's going against bad teams? What, what yeah. good players are going against bad teams? That's kind of how I build it. So now I just gave everyone the key to beat me in this. So um, there you go. The keys you have the keys to the car, but you got to drive. I took Devonte out. I mean, I'm all in with the Raiders this week against Arizona. Yeah. If they're going to win a game, that's great. They can do it against the NFC opponent. Doesn't really affect anything down the road if they do catch fire and do something good. Uh, but yeah, I got uh, Devonte Adams and Jamar Chase because I think Jamar Chase is yeah. Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame. Like that guy is He's good, an absolute stud. Um, if Joe Burrow, even with the new offensive line and all the resources and all everything they did this offseason, still is getting hit a lot and still getting sacked. And uh, they've got some some issues there in a frustrating way. I'm really curious to see how they bounce back after that loss against the Steelers, because that is very much on a head coach and a culture type deal of, you know, how can you make sure that you mentally keep that as just one game, even though it was against Pittsburgh, it was at home. I mean, that is a, a stinging way to lose um, based on coming off, you know, losing the Super Bowl. That was not the way they probably want to start their season. No, it was even worse Obviously. as I took the I took the Bengals plus two hundred on the live money line uh, when I saw they were down at halftime. So I was like, "Oh, they'll come back and win." Missed the extra point for the win. That was a tough one. That's a bad beat for me. But I I took Jerry Judy, uh, Jerry Judy, because they're going against Houston. Houston did come out with the tie uh, against the Colts last week, but I still don't think that they're a very good football team. Um, and the 27th ranked defense, according to DraftKings. So I took him there. The only one that's like questionable matchup wise uh, for me, Julio Jones had a good game. I think got a lot of touches, mm-hmm. got a lot of action. I took Julio Jones in this one at my at my flex position. Jalen Waddle is my other wide receiver. Um, so yeah, I, there's some some good stuff in there. Uh, some good stuff at DraftKings. And and what I really like about the league before we completely move on, we do have 83 members in the league, but only. 50 can enter the contest so you can you yeah. can join our league but you got to be on your p's and q's once it comes around rolls around on monday to get your uh get your lineup in there get your five dollars in so you can be a part of our weekly contest yeah i'm gonna you know what we're gonna do right now tucker because and i apologize for people that might be listening to this podcast audio right before the game so we are going to post this uh, as soon as we're done on all our podcast channels but for anyone watching on youtube i'm gonna share the link in the chat here uh, f- that goes to our DraftKings leagues. Like, like I said, we've got seven spots, and I haven't updated it, so uh, maybe that'll uh, change here. Uh, but we can get that thing full before the end of this show. That would be awesome. Uh, but Sick. we've got, what, three days before it goes live uh, in case you want to do some studying. Uh, but, yeah, you just ran through your team. Let me run through mine real quick. I've got Derek Carr, Saquon Barkley, uh, Michael Carter. Um, mm. I feel like he's an underrated guy at a lot of – you know, fantasy football people that I trust that were talking about him, but in the same breath, I drafted Brees Hall as well. So, um, and my regular fantasy leagues, I, you know, rookie know. top picks, you know, they're going to, they're going to get the ball. Uh, then Devonte Adams, Jamar chase. And I got chase Claypool going in this one. Um, not sure how I feel about that going up against Belichick. Um, but Mitch Trubisky doing something a little bit. He yeah. is man. I, I, I like when guy with him and Gino and those guys just get trashed. 
um, for a long time in their careers that just hang around and they get an opportunity to go out and play well. Love to see it. And then I got Will Disley, and then I got Damian Pierce uh, with the Texans as my flex. Um, Lovey Smith came out this week and said he needs to get more involved in the offense. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in Davis Mills. I love the story. Not a huge believer in um, him you know, being the future quarterback of the Houston Texans. But uh, I do think that uh, Damian Pierce should be getting the ball some more and hopefully – you know, spike against Denver. You know, we'll see how Denver bounces back after uh, their tough loss that uh, has their head coach getting a lot of questions about what's going on him. So hopefully uh, Damian Pierce can get the ball a lot and just run it right down their throats. So and then I got Seattle Seahawks for my defense. Uh, I think Pete Carroll going up against uh, a division opponent, defensive guy, uh, Trey Lance, young quarterback. Um, you know, take the Seahawks there and see if they can make some stuff happen. For sure. Not confident in that team, though, Tucker. <laughs> I'm the one who drafted him. I could have done anything. Uh, still yep. not confident in that team, and uh, it's probably why it might actually do pretty good because I'm not – last week I thought my team was going to do great, and mm. yeah, it was I, I mean, the complete opposite. It is tough. It's tough. It's a lot of matchup-based stuff is really all that this Daily Fantasy is. What I do like about Daily Fantasy is you don't have to keep the same players. You can pick from whoever you want. You can have the same players as the guy next to you. Um, so that's what's that's what's good about daily fantasy. Why don't we talk about this game? Yeah, chat room wants us to talk about this game tonight, and we're gonna get there. It just took us a little bit, but uh, Tucker, I've I've said it this week. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. Um, this is a game that he bet on himself for, uh, going up against Joey Bosa, going up against uh, Khalil Mack, and what those guys do up front, and the havoc that you know they have to create by the way that their defense is structured. Uh, this is a huge game for Orlando Brown Jr. Wanted the big contract, didn't get it. Bet on himself. And this is what I was talking about with Brett Coleman yesterday. Either way, this game is going to be used in contract negotiations. If it's going poorly, the Chiefs are going to use this game. Be like a top paid left tackle, a guy that wants to reset the market or at least tease resetting the market up where Trent Williams is at. And Trent Williams is his own stratosphere uh, as far as players go. Uh, not that Orlando Brown Jr. is not a great player and not that he became a free agent at the right time and has a lot of leverage when the Chiefs traded for him and then didn't give him an extension. Second that happened, player has a lot of leverage. Uh, but if he wants to continue and add even more leverage and have at the end of it be like, hey, the player bet on himself and it worked out for him. We've seen that happen in years past in Kansas City. Happened with Eric right. Berry, happened with Justin Houston. Those guys got paid a year later than they probably should have and ended up being more expensive and a headache. Whereas other guys took the contracts earlier. Eric Fisher got paid. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif got paid. When you're talking about that era of Chiefs mm -hmm. and what they did financially, um, you know, with the roster composition, the way they spent the money. But to me, it's Orlando Brown Jr. And if you're looking for a player offensively, and this goes kind of ties back to the daily fantasy stuff, I think this is a game for McCole Hardman. I think whenever Andy Reid faces edge rushers who do what they do, you get a lot of, again, ghost action, end arounds, jet sweeps, guys getting those edge rushers, getting Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa to think left to right, think lateral rather than north and south and get after it. You can make this game basically a glorified seven on seven by getting the ball out quickly, whether the bubble screens, the slip screens, get those guys moving all over the place, um, going left to right. And McCole Hardman, that has been a lot of what he's been about. And then in that regard, based on what we're talking about with Brett, that cover one, and he was talking about how they'll go three by one, put three fast dudes on one side, isolate Kelsey on the other. Safety has to come down because when they do that and he has a shortened split, the cornerback or safety, whoever's man up on Kelsey has to shade 
to the outside, which is just giving the inside release. So they have to bring a safety down to bracket and take that away. You bring the backside safety down with three guys on the other side that can all run. You put MVS and McColl, those over routes, which take a while, but those over routes are not going to be guarded. You can't right. not, your safety is not going to run the pole. Like he's not going to drop and run and fake coming down on Kelsey to do that. And if that doesn't make sense to you, if it happens in this game, don't worry. I'll clip this and then I'll put the play over it. And be like, this is exactly what I was just talking about. But it's Orlando Brown Jr. giving them time and it's letting those plays develop to, down the field. And if it's getting them thinking, you know, lateral early in the game, whether it's running up the middle, getting the ends to cr uh, crash, which Brett talked about. And I thought it was a great yeah. conversation. You should go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But if not, get Pat outside the pocket, move them around, do the boot action, move them around, do all those different things, all those crazy tight end screens where they get guys running all over the place. Uh, all of that's to create confusion. So key matchups for me or key matchup is Orlando Brown jr. Up front. And how does he handle that? How do they move Bosa and Mac around? And then guy that I expect to have a big game would be McCall Harden. Kind of on the same uh, vein, I guess, as you, I, I'm going to stick with the offensive line. Uh, Trey Smith comes into this game with a questionable designation. Um, will he play? We don't know. We don't know yet. Going to be a game time decision. If not, Nick Allegretti will more than likely step in there. As in, he, he played good. And I think he played just fine against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. It, listen, I've had a lot of people ask me, like, hey, what did you think about Nick Allegretti? And I would say, well, did you notice him in the game? Right. And they'll be like, well, no, not, not really. That's good. Then then he played. Then he put. Then he did his job. So that's really how, kind of how you have to judge backup li offensive linemen. If you don't notice them, they're doing a good thing. They're doing their job right. Um, Matt Lane brought this up on the KC Laboratory yesterday. The interior of this uh, Chargers defensive line aren't really pass rushers. They're more run stuffers to kind of combat. You know, you got the pass rush from the outside. Let's keep run stuffing on the inside. So I'm curious to see how. Um, protection wise, I'm sure they'll be fine in the middle, but when it comes to the run, you know, Trey Smith, they like to run behind Trey Smith. That's the guy who is going to get you that push forward. And Nick Allegretti is a very physical guy as well, too. Nick Allegretti is more of a, I would say more of a run guard than he is a pass guard, but, um, I, I want to see how kind of how their run schemes change if Trey Smith isn't in there. I think if Trey Smith's yeah. in there and he feels good to go, they're going to they're going to be the same. But I'm curious to see how those change um, if Trey Smith does miss this game. I don't know. I, I find it hard for Trey Smith to miss this game, especially as a full participant on uh, Wednesday leading up into the game. I think that that's uh, somewhat of a good sign that he was a full participant. So we'll see you there. We'll make sure to stay tuned on Twitter. There'll be plenty of updates, I'm sure, <laughs> leading up to the game. And, and I saw somebody brought up in the in the comment section here, BJ, about the field. This is the 50th anniversary of Arrowhead. They went back to the very first Beautiful. painting of the field. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. I love it. I love the red zones more than I like the yellow end zones. I'll say that. Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. Travis Hogan, uh, who's the you know the sod father, I think is what Scott put out on social media <laughs> yeah. on the KC Sports Network account, uh, which is perfect. If it's not George Toma, I mean, George, I don't know if he's ever been referred to that, but George Toma is the sod father. Side story, if you don't know George Toma, he's the guy when it comes to professional fields, whether and he's Kansas City based or he lives here, uh, but actually ran into him before the Super Bowl down in Miami. He was walking around the field because he was taking care of the field for all the Super Bowls. And I saw him and I was like, I need a picture with that. I walk around. I was taking pictures with absolutely everybody. I have a picture with George Tome on the sideline about four hours before kickoff of the Super Bowl. Um, awesome. But you bring up uh, Trey Smith and it's an interesting thing because we talked about 
not only has Brett Veach and the personnel staff and Andy Reid, all those guys completely revamped the Chiefs offensive line over the last couple of years, they've built an entirely different type of skill set. And this isn't a knock on the past offensive line or saying that these guys, there's certain things that these guys can't do. But years ago, because Eric Fisher is a phenomenal at down blocking. I mean, mm-hmm. all those guys, all tackles like the down block, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but Laurent Duvernay Tardif and Mitch Morris and you know, all of those guys were really, really athletic. That was the deal. It was like with Alex Smith here, it was like the screen game. There were so many swing passes to running backs, like, oh, just a simple like a screen to flat. That was a screen because Mitch Morris is 20 yards down the field, and you don't really see it because he's so athletic to get down the field. You don't notice that that's actually a screen instead of just a quick short pass. It's not Mm -hmm. set up like a normal screen. You don't have this jailbreak where all the offensive linemen just let all the guys go. Literally one dude, you just notice that he was 61, was the one 20 yards down the field blocking. Well, that was the skill set of those guys, which is why it was so frustrating at times when it was third and one and we couldn't get a push. Because we wasn't built, their skill set was more about being athletic and running and getting out in space. That was LDT's deal. As, as much as he was a fight and claw and do whatever he had to get it done, he wasn't going to physically manhandle anyone in the running game. And so that was kind of that offensive line, and they would struggle in the, the red zone running the football or you need a big you know third and short. The offensive line they have now is much more, if you're kind of ranking the skill sets of physical downhill running, much higher on that list of being able to run the football. So I think you bring up a great point. If Trey Smith plays in this game for all the storylines and all the matchups and all the the chess match guessing that we're doing on what we might see, maybe the Chiefs do, at least for a little bit. It's Andy Reid here, let's be honest. Not going to run the ball the entire game. But early in this game, they just do some like simple like counter power, like just get after it and try to wear those guys down and maybe just go right at you know Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack. That is not a next-level you know, schematic thing. If you go up against a really good pass rusher, you know what you do? You run right at them. Like run, you bring, you pull guys, you do all kinds of stuff uh, to physically get after those guys. And this is a buzz thing. And I apologize uh, if I'm going to set some people off right now, Tucker, but I just went to pro football focus. I logged into their premium stats. Um, I'm just going to chalk up the Patrick Mahomes stuff. If they don't know how to grade him because the things he does is unconventional. Somebody I saw on social media said Mike Renner has basically admitted that they don't really know how to grade Mahomes because when he runs to his left, throws back across his body. I don't know their, how they grade. I know that they put grades out based on broadcast footage. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Uh, their stats, I like a lot. Uh, yeah, their grades never really looked into their grades a whole lot because it's completely subjective. They don't know what's going on on the field, but it's a product that they have. And I understand they have to defend it to some level. Yeah. But I respect him. I log in. I'm going to keep using their stats and looking at their stuff. And uh, I just <laughs> talk out of both sides. I'm not going to look at the grades a whole lot, but let's look at the grades right now um, <laughs> on the run block. You just, the entire offensive line, you look at run blocking the chiefs are the number one team after one week against the Arizona. They're the number one run blocking offensive line in the NFL. Yeah. And it is not even close. So the chiefs rank number one, their run blocking grade of 86.9. Okay. Number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 74.8. And then three is 74.6. And then 74.3, 73.8, 70.6. It drops by like a point or two or less than a point to go from 80, almost 87 to 74. That's as big a jump as, you know, two to 16. Wow. So like the gap is that big of a difference. So based on what we've seen, 
freaking get after and just run right at these guys. I would also like that strategy, Tucker. I would too. And I do think that running right at, you know, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Every time I go to say Joey Bosa's name, I hesitate because I think, wait, am I saying the right Bosa? It's Joey Bosa that plays for the Chargers. Um, if you run at those guys, they have to hesitate. So they have to hesitate. They can't just go ahead and run full steam at you. If you're always passing the ball, they can they can kind of pin their ears back, get after the quarterback. If you're gonna if you're gonna let them go and then pull a guard right at them, pull a pull a tackle right at them, um, man, I think that that's kind of a good strategy. BJ, I'm curious if you could look up for me uh, what Nick Allegretti's run blocking grade was um, on Wednesday or last week. Tucker, I would love to do that. Oh, wonderful. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Run blocking great. Nick Allegretti, uh, 70.3 individually, which... which was ranked ninth on the Chiefs, so not near the top. Uh, you know who was number one? Is it Trey Smith? Nope. <gasps> Creed Humphrey? Nope. Doesn't have to be an offensive lineman. Oh, I guess it's true. It's going to be Travis Kelsey, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. You know, That's... the best tight end in NFL history that is talked about that because of all the yards he gets receiving. The people who don't watch him are like, well, he can't block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a 20-minute highlight full of highlights just from the last two years of him blocking. Uh, but, yeah, way up there. Um, That's good. Um, I, I want to bring up this comment from here from, from Matt Kintner. Linebackers covering Eckler will be huge. Yeah, flipping to the other side of the yep. ball, I think, for the Chiefs defense. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay are going to have their hands full with that guy. He's good. Um, I know a lot of people, he did put up such a pace last year. That's kind of very difficult to replicate in terms of numbers wise, especially from a running back. One of my favorite stats is running backs miss an average of like three games a season. Um, mm -hmm. I'm curious to how, how much that's up, updated in the last couple of years since I've, I've seen that stat, maybe a year and a half since I've seen that stat, but, um, it's going to be big. Uh, Cause I think you, you talk about, uh, Ke Keenan Allen, right. Is, is not yeah. going to be playing in this game. Um, 
that's a one target down. So then you really just have to focus on, you know, Mike Williams, still a big guy to have to try to cover. Austin Eckler is a menace in the uh, in the passing game as well. So linebackers will definitely have their hands full. Um, the lab guys talked about Jalen Watson a little bit, um, kind of getting some reps in this game, a little long, lanky corner. We go against the length of Mike Williams. Seventh rounder getting a little bit more reps than the uh, than the fourth rounder, uh, Joshua Williams. I'm sure we'll see them. Um, it's just kind of how that all works on the defensive side of the ball. Starting doesn't really mean anything. And then in terms of on the defensive side of the ball, if you've listened to us, you know that already. But, I mean, I'm excited to see that. And, you know, I just want to see your guy George get after it. I just want to see George pin his ear. But... Yeah. I want to see him get his first sack. First, maybe yeah. two sacks. At Arrowhead. And, uh, but, yeah, we got to talk about it too because Chiefs fans should be surprised. Justin Herbert is a dude. He's good. And like, he's good. He's very, very good. He's going to make some throws that are going to make you be like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, not having Keenan Allen, I think, is much bigger. I don't think Keenan Allen is the same Keenan Allen that has been a thorn in the Chiefs' side. He's an older player, but he's also very smart, knows how to get open. And it's a nice safety valve for a young quarterback um, to know that he's going to be in the right spot at the right time. Uh, I think that's so much more on the mental side um, that doesn't necessarily come out, you know, always in box scores. And he might have, you know, four catches for 40 yards. But how many of those were on third down? How many of those were, you know, when the the clock was sped up and he had to turn and kind of fire trusting his guy was going to be there and he's there. And then Mike Williams is just I've I was hoping the Chiefs were going to go after that guy if the Chargers didn't re-sign him. And they gave him a lot of money and re-signed him because he's a perfect fit for Justin Herbert. He is very much a. I don't know if you compare him as players, but like a DeAndre Hopkins type where you just throw the ball near him and he's going to go up and make a play. I don't know how many times they've thrown a nine route to him and he's just gone up and physically high pointed the ball over a corner um, deep down the sideline. And those are the kinds of big plays that are the Chargers have to have to stay in this game. The Chiefs are going to score points. Even if they get pressure and all of those things, Andy Reid is too good with play calling and moving guys around. He has an answer for everything. And so can the Chiefs defense get enough stops uh, that the Chargers make some mistakes trying to keep up. And then this is a game for Arrowhead Stadium. If you're listening to this, you're going to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting texts from people that are literally at Arrowhead now, and they're telling people they could have so many people in line already that they are forced to open the stadium early because yeah. the traffic will back up into 435 or you know all the different you know Blue Ridge cutoff, all the roads around Kansas City or around Arrowhead Stadium. So, um, yeah, it's – it's going to be a thing uh, with Arrowhead tonight, and it definitely could be a huge difference in this one. Here's a, here's a question I want to bring up, too, as we were kind of talking about the defense here. You think we see more Leo? This is from Lou82. Thank you for your question. Um, maybe. I, I don't know. I think they'll probably err on the side of more defensive backs than they will linebackers, and I think that Leo is going to be that guy that if you want another linebacker, he, he's that third linebacker. So, um, I think you want as many defensive backs against this team as you can, especially defensively. I don't, them running the ball doesn't really scare me all that much, right? If you want to take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands, fine, go ahead, yeah, do it. I'll, I'll, we'll let you. We'll let you do that. Um, I you just have to. It's got to be that thing. You can't let Tim beat you. Um, yeah. That's the one guy you don't want to let beat you. So whatever you got to do to to make things difficult on him, maybe place him too high. Apparently that's pretty hard. Uh, maybe that's the breaker. Just <laughs> revolutionary defense. Uh, the cover too. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, keep keep sending us your questions if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate your support, and if you're listening to the podcast after, uh, we appreciate your support and, and catching that podcast before the game. We know it's a short 
uh, shelf life for this one with the Thursday night game. But I uh, appreciate everybody out there who's watching. If you are on YouTube and you have not yet uh, liked and subscribed, uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel and turn those notifications on. We will be doing a second screen uh, watch party again uh, tonight. We'll go live. Uh, whenever Tucker's got it ready. Uh, last time it was right at kickoff. <laughs> so we're going to get there hours early this time to make sure we are all set up and ready to go. Uh, if you're not going to be at Arrowhead and you're in the Kansas City area, you want to come hang out with us, we will be at the Kingdom Bar and Grill out in Overland Park. It's at 127th and Antioch. Make sure you get there early. Um, yeah. It does fill up for the game. Clears out pretty quickly after the game. Um, when we started going live for the post-game show, people hang out for a while. Uh, but if you want to get there, get a spot. Come hang out. We've got some cool stuff. We've um, we got a bunch of food and drink specials. It should be a good time, but... Um, we will be doing that second screen watch party. If you want to come hang out with us, we'll be right back on the same YouTube channel. So again, hit that like, subscribe, turn notifications on, and you'll uh, get to hang out with us. Just kind of like, you know, we're sitting on the couch, drinking beers, watching the game together. Uh, had a lot of fun with it last week. A lot of people tuned in. Uh, it was a lot of fun, Tuck. Yeah, I do too. I, I, liked, uh, I liked it. It had a good time. I'm looking to build those links out ahead of time. So if you are keeping an eye on the YouTube channel, you should get that live link or you can just... Uh, go. You can go in there. You can click on. You'll be able to see it. You can click on the link, and you can put set reminder. You can hit set reminder for when we do go live. You'll be able to. Uh, your YouTube will notify you and say, "Hey, these guys are going live. We're going to be watching the game with you. We'll have the game tracks up there. We'll try to tell you as best we can about uh, what all is going on in, in with this game." So uh, that was one of my favorite parts is just giving the reactions. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring up the question from Jared Satters. This is a good one. If Derwin shadows Kelsey and has success, who do you see making the big, biggest impact on the KC offense? I really do feel like I mentioned it earlier. I think McCole Hardman. Uh, I think mm -hmm. this is a game for him. He does a lot of the lateral ghost action. Again, end around, jet sweep, those kinds of things to try to negate and slow down Bosa and Matt coming off the edge. We've seen that consistently with Andy Reid um, since he's been in Kansas City. That's one of the things that they do, getting Mahomes outside of the pocket. Another thing to do. And, I, and I've kind of tease us a little bit with Nate Taylor on Tuesday on KCS and update in that maybe it's one of those games that we see a little bit more from sky Moore and some of the create uh, creative ways yeah. uh, with the formations and winding up in the backfield and just doing some different things with him. Uh, some unscouted things with the player that they haven't yet faced. Uh, this would be the time to unleash some of that. I know it's still early in the season. Um, yeah. As big as the game is, it's still week two. Uh, but I would not be surprised at all. If at the end of this game, I, I'm not gonna be surprised if Kelsey, Anytime Kelsey ever has a big game, he's had a lot of big games uh, in his career against the Chargers, went over 100 yards in the last meeting in a pretty memorable game. Um, but Sky Moore, McCole Hardman, um, maybe even MVS, you know, those those guys you can get over the top of the defense. You can get some chunk plays um, against this Chargers defense if you get the right look and you give Patrick Mahomes time, which again, which is why Orlando Brown Jr. and those guys up front are going to be key in this game. I want to bring up another one too. Talking, you were talking about formations. This is from Mike Bessie. Do you see more three tight end sets for this game? I think that they're going to run with a lot of three tight end sets, especially mm -hmm. if this game's tough, right? Because it's a week two game against a divisional opponent, probably your biggest competition in the division. You haven't had a lot of time to show things on on, on tape. You haven't had a lot of time to see things from them on tape. How much do you really want to open the playbook? Andy Reid, we always talk about that. How much does he really want to open the playbook? It's a divisional game, so is he going to open up the playbook for a divisional game in week two? We'll find out. Uh, but we did see a lot of three tight end sets in the in the preseason, so wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked if we saw a lot tonight. Yeah, we've got a comment. I think we've got a Chargers 
fan that's joined the show um, saying that Justin Herbert's going to shush the crowd, I think is I thought, what he just said. I thought said, they so. were a Saints fan. Um, mm. They do like to talk a lot, a lot about the Saints. I think he's just a Chiefs hater is what it is. Mm. Or he just believes in Justin Herbert. You know, maybe he's an Oregon fan. <laughs> Could be an Oregon people can, fan. People can have their opinions. It doesn't matter that's how wrong true. they are. That's true. So let us know if you have any other questions. We'll go for about another 10 minutes here. We appreciate we're doing a little something a little different with KCSN update yeah. today with the short shelf life uh, of this game and thought that having a little Q&A with fans and talking a little bit more about this is a good way, Tucker, for both of us uh, to pass the time <laughs> as we get ready for this game. I'm ready for this one. This is going to be fun. <sighs> Me too. I want to bring up this question uh, from 88 Flex. And I'm not too knowledgeable of the kicking fundamentals, but I've wondered by Townsend. By kicking, nature of position wasn't a backup for kickoffs, at least. Any thoughts why we didn't have Reed? Like we, like if we didn't have Reed, I, I assume Townsend would have been um, the backup if Reed was not an option, right? Um, kickoffs are different, are very different than punting. That leg swing, you might just think, hey, you're kicking. It's it's a very different leg swing. I'm talking with people who know punting and who do kickoffs. There are a lot of college yeah. kickers that do kickoffs. There are a lot of college punters that also do kickoffs. So um, that's something that Tommy might not be comfortable with. And we know Justin Reed is comfortable with it. So I assume that if Justin Reed wasn't a viable option, um, then that would have been Tommy Townsend kind of just by nature of the, hit the position. But um, if Justin Reed obviously was comfortable that he was sending out the back of the end zone the whole time. <laughs> so that's really what you, all yeah. you want from, from your kickoff guy. Yeah. we got a question from Cole uh, Kelleher here saying, do you think Noah Gray scores a touchdown tonight? I have him in Ooh. fantasy. Um, I do think that there's a higher probability Tucker, just because what you said, and I agree that having three tight ends does make sense, but based on everything we had seen at camp and at, um, you know, in the preseason that I didn't see it, Noah Gray getting a ton of looks in the red zone. That is Jody Fortson's area uh, with a more bigger physical kind of guy. And that's not to say they don't have plays that could be designed to, you know, go to Noah Gray, I guess, in those situations. But physically, he's just not a red zone type threat in the same way that obviously Travis Kelsey is. And then what we have with Jody Fortson. So uh, I would be confident in that. But when you're talking fantasy with tight ends, it's a crapshoot anyway. There's like four yeah. good ones and then everybody else. Um, unless you take advice from our guy, Nick Lecky, um, <laughs> you take Jody Fortson in the sixth round uh, of your fantasy draft. fantasy draft. He's never going to, he's never going to live that down Tucker. And no. uh, we will be recording outside the trenches for anybody who's watching this and may have missed it. We'll be recording that tomorrow. So short week on Thursday, kind of throw a wrench in things and move some stuff around and make sure that we've got content to get you through the weekend as well. So handful yeah. of shows recording tomorrow. Uh, on Friday that we'll have posted up on the YouTube and on our audio platforms. Looking at this real quick, uh, staying on the Noah Gray, uh, Jody Fortson thing, Jody Fortson plus 500 anytime touchdown score tonight, according to our friends at DraftKings, Noah Gray plus 650. Um, so if you believe in the Noah Gray touchdown uh, plus 650, not too shabby for that one. And I, I've got I've got a question here from Sebastian. Sebastian's coming from Germany. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, who do you think will be the lead running back tonight? I think it's got to be Clyde. Um, yeah, it's Clyde. Uh, it's it's going to be Clyde, and I'm excited to see his development from week one. Week one was a very good week for Clyde. Uh, that's yeah. a very good start to the Clyde Edwards. Um, I don't know what word. I don't want to say redemption tour, but the Clyde Edwards you forgot tour essentially <laughs> um, for for him because it was a big year for him. I think a lot of hype was building towards this being a really big year for Clyde. First year that he was healthy, 
coming into us coming into an off season because he's been dealing with a whole lot of stuff and it was like his first normal off season so uh very excited to see uh what Clyde can do tonight in the running game and and all kinds of stuff yeah no I think Clyde's the man I think he it was a great sign for him to come out and play the way he did against the Cardinals. And I think we talked about it that a lot of that could be forgotten because of what happened at the end of the game. But early when it was close, uh, they gave the ball to Clyde. He was showing some speed, some burst, broke some tackles. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what you want to see from him. I, we saw Isaiah Pacheco. We saw what makes him special. Uh, we saw all the things that get you excited about what he could do in this offense. Same thing with Jarek McKinnon. I thought I had the best individual run in the game um, yeah. on the play that I really talked about on the breakdown uh, where Mahomes handing off with the wrong hand. That was a phenomenal was- run. Uh, from Jarek McKinnon, who put out on a really good move on Buda Baker. He's one of the best safeties and one of the best tackling safeties out in space in the NFL. So uh, that was a really good sign for the entire Chiefs running game. Um, but again, we appreciate it. If you're watching this, please hit that like and subscribe button. Subscribe to this channel. We've got all kinds of content for you. Uh, and we will continue to do our best to provide and entertain, inform, and educate you with what's going on with the Chiefs and the NFL in general. And then if you are a KU, K-State, or Mizzou fan and you're playing around on a YouTube channel, scroll down and click on KCSNU. It's our brand-new YouTube channel uh, that houses all of our college content. Um, And we've got multiple shows per week on KU, K-State, and Missouri football. Missouri is the one. We just have one show per week, Tucker, which didn't – I'm not trying – I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to set this up without feeling like I'm going to hurt your feelings, but it's the one channel that we only have one show per week. And the way that it played out, probably not the worst thing in the world. It becomes, you know, therapy Thursdays or whatever um, you guys decide with that show, but I just vent. um, Yeah. It it's just an airing of grievances just yeah. everybody let you know what we're thinking but we appreciate all your support we got lots of good content 25 shows a week on the network so um we'll go for about another five minutes here if you have any questions let us know in the youtube uh comments and we will bring those up and react to those but tucker uh let's do a little score prediction uh as we mm. wind this thing down if you're in the comments let us know what you uh think the score is going to end up at uh, again chiefs i think last time i saw it started going the chiefs way and it was probably because of some of the injury reports uh i think it started at three and a half and i saw it get up to four and a half uh, again with that over under around 54 and a half so uh what do you have for a score prediction for tonight yeah looking at the DraftKings line it's settled at four it's now okay. settled at four points for the chiefs i think i like them to cover it i know that that means that it's more than a field goal um and i know that's that's what people are a lot of people saying it's a field goal game i like the chiefs to cover this i think they might even win by seven um, so I'm thinking it's one of those games where it's like, uh, I almost said 30, uh, I almost said a score that I don't think is possible in football. This is also really <laughs> tough for me as I've got to think about like a score, like 30 origami. Yeah. You look it up. Oh, it's true. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have a fun one here. I'm going to go 37 to 30. I don't know if that scores ever happened, but that's my score prediction Not is probably. 37 to 30. All right. I'm going to go 31, 24. Um, I do think the Chiefs are going to cover. I think they're going to win by seven, and I think it's going to be right around uh, that over-under at 54-and-a-half. So 31-24, getting everybody to sweat it out. Um, but, yeah, this is this is a big one. And the fact that it is week two, if the Chiefs don't end up winning this, it's not the end of everything, but it is going to leave some work to do. And that's where you know we've had that conversation of, do I feel like the Broncos or the Raiders are good enough to win the division? No. Do I think they have enough talent? with Devontae Adams joining and with 
you know, Chandler Jones getting out there and some different things. The Raiders, Raiders are good enough and they have enough talent with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. They could bite you for a game or two. They could really steal, kind of steal your thunder and kind of play spoiler to you. Same thing with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Don't think they're going to be good enough to consistently win every week with the schedule that everybody in the AFC West has, particularly with what the Chiefs have. But do I think that they could come up and bite the Chargers if the Chiefs drop this game tonight where you're rooting for the Raiders or the Broncos and the fact that they loaded up is going to help the Chiefs down the road? Yes. But I also think that you start 2-0 and and become the only team. Right? Raiders are the only team in the AFC if they win that will have started 2-0. and No, we wouldn't know that yet. Um, That's true. Kendall, Kendall Gamma talked about that on the thing. But um, anyway, starting off 1-0 in the division, getting the Chargers down uh, to start – you know, it's to started off would be huge. Um, and we talked about on this network, how unsufferable that chiefs fans in large part have already become just because of all the success that we've had. We're starting to feel ourselves a little bit. You've been to four straight mm-hmm. AFC title games, the golden age of chiefs football right now. But you know, with what the AFC did and what the AFC West did, it almost felt like collusion. Like everyone's just trying to keep the chiefs from winning because we had never seen a division really go all in seemingly like try to attack the chiefs. And if you still can't beat us and you did everything in your power uh, with all the trades and the big money thrown away, we're going to let you know. Yeah. And we're going to consistently let you know. And it starts tonight. It does. I looked up the score. Gami, by the way, 37 to 30 has happened seven times. Um, so wow. I'm, I'm sticking with it a little bit more than I thought. It's an <laughs> odd score. It's an odd yeah. score, but I like it. All right. Let's, I know most people watching this probably saw the stat um, actually originated with Charles Goldman. I'm not gonna take credit for that, but we used it yesterday for the stat of the week uh, also presented by DraftKings. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes in the month of September, 12 and two record. Fine. 69% completion percentage. Nice. 320 yards per game. Very Patrick Mahomes. Like those are crazy. Those are really, really good numbers, uh, especially coming off the start of the season, but you're 320 yards per game. It's like, yeah, he's the best in the league. That's kind of what you expect. 46 touchdowns and three interceptions. Those are video game numbers. And that's like playing like on easy mode, like mm-hmm. video game numbers. Or like when I used to just destroy my son in Madden and then it, now he's actually really good. Um, he's getting much better Tucker. I can't take it easy on him anymore, but 46 touchdowns to three interceptions. I still don't think no matter how much we talk about it, I still don't think we properly grasp what we're watching right now with Patrick Mahomes. I think Brett Coleman made a really good point on yesterday's KCS and update. That's not even a full season's worth of games. Like (laughs) if you talk about the, that number of games, it's like what? 12, 13 games. Um, which is an insane amount of of yardage, and it's just in- incredible what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Um, I think Kevin Swanson made this point about how the narrative is starting to turn towards Patrick Mahomes being like, "Oh, like he's actually really good." Like we forgot, like we took this for granted last couple years, but we really need to recognize how good he is. And I think that that's going to be the case this year. Um, I like the over 297 and a half passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Go ahead and smash that over. Same game parlay it with the Chiefs money line and maybe anytime touchdown score for Travis Kelsey. That's a safe parlay. Um, I like that parlay a lot. Maybe, maybe what I'll play tonight. I had a few that I'm playing tonight. I've got to wait till I get to the kingdom bar before I can do anything, but 
Missouri problems. I, I still think, and we're going to throw this, we're going to put this idea out there publicly now because I think it's a, it's a phenomenal idea for uh, any sports book or, mm-hmm. you know, DraftKings be a great idea. Um, I'll pass the message along, but to have a parking area just on the other side of the state line, that's the DraftKings parking area for everybody in the state of Missouri can just park, have like a score, like you have to monitor it, but have like a, a board with all the lines and just kind of like make it very gambling friendly in this little parking, like kind of like one of those ride share parking lots that you see on the side of the highway or something, just make it the DraftKings parking lot and just really lean into the fact that, you know, although it's reported that Mike Parson, the governor of Missouri is trying to get some special session to get gambling passed in the state of Missouri um, very quickly, but I don't hold my breath on anything uh, in that Mm -hmm. regard. But I really think it'd be funny if you're driving down the highway and right as you cross state line, you see this big DraftKings parking lot sign and there's just a bunch of young dudes just sitting there on their phone getting their bets in. You already see that at every public public park in KCK. If you if you see my car at a public park in KCK, mind your business. Um, <laughs> he's got work. He's working. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. All right. That is all we've got for today's KCSN update. We appreciate it again. Tucker's taking the Chiefs 37-30. I'm taking the Chiefs 31-24. Obviously, we are biased, but this is a big one. Uh, Regardless, before we knew exactly when this game was going to happen and the schedule came out in May, we knew that the Chiefs playing and hosting the Chargers was going to be one of the three or four biggest games of the season. The fact that it's in week two in prime time to to open up Arrowhead. Tucker, you mentioned it off the top of the show. They've got the throwback um, end zones, the way that they're painted to, to honor the 50th anniversary of Arrowhead Stadium. Like It's just setting up to be a beautiful, beautiful night. If you're going out to the game, fucking be loud and just be absolutely crazy. Again, we've said it for years that you know Chiefs fans, they don't go to Arrowhead to watch a game. They go to participate in yep. the game, and that is the best description I've ever heard of Chiefs Kingdom, which Tucker and I grew up in and we know all about. So enjoy that. We'll have uh, our second screen watch party for anybody who's not going to be out there on this YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe, turn notifications on so you don't lose um, the opportunity to join us there. And then, yeah, we'll have plenty of content after the game with our live post-game show. James Palmer from NFL Network is going to be joining us live uh, from Arrowhead Stadium after the game. And then Craig Stout, Maddie Lane will be joining us. And then Kent Swanson and I will be hosting. And Tucker will be dropping in all the breaking news that comes from the pressers and everything else. So we'll be up late and all day tomorrow and all this weekend providing more great content for you here at KC Sports Network. Appreciate everybody for watching and letting us distract you from part of uh, your day as we get ready. Kick off in about seven hours or so. So enjoy it. Chiefs Kingdom, appreciate you for watching. We will see you later.